Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Phil from Embassy Church, and today is Friday, June 5th, 2020. This means that there is still coronavirus pandemic going on as I'm recording this message. It also means that we are a week after the death of George Floyd and the ensuing news headlines that many of us have seen in our own city here in Chicago area and around the world. And so I had some pastoral reflections about how we might respond as believers in our own church and then just in general as we interact with anyone in our friends or family circles about these matters. Uh, The hope and prayer is that you would find yourself, whoever you are, whatever ethnicity, whatever experiences you've had about race, uh, no matter what position of authority or influence you have, that these would be cross-shaped, gospel-centered, pastoral words for anyone, and broader principles. In fact, I have outlined them into three different points of exhortation or words of encouragement for us to consider, and they all start with the letter L. The first one is about our posture, and the second two is about practices to maintain that posture. And so I just want to dive in real quick and briefly share these words, and I hope that they will be instructive and helpful for uh, any and all of you, especially those who are regular attenders and members and friends of Embassy Church. So first, a posture. I have noticed in myself that when I'm listening to what's going on or watching things on the news or reading headlines uh, that there is the temptation or tendency to either lean forward and lean in or to lean back as if I was passive and cross my arms and say, there's just too much. I don't understand it. I don't know what I can do to help. I am going to just do nothing. And so that's what I mean by posture. Am I leaning in? leaning forward, or even maybe, say, leaning low and humbling myself. I think especially of those words in Philippians chapter 2, where the Apostle Paul writes and says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And all of this he describes as being the mindset of Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, which that language of grasping is most likely a reference to Genesis chapter 3 when Adam and Eve are in the garden grasping for the fruit, wanting to be equal with God. And so Jesus, the second Adam, does not fail in the garden or in the temptations with the serpent. He takes on the form of a servant and he is willing in human form to be humbled even to the point of death and death on a cross, which leads to his exaltation, which is what Paul explains in verses 9 to 11. But those verses in Philippians 2, verse 3 and 4, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. That's the posture. The posture of leaning forward and leading in is that let's count others more significant than ourselves. This is the cross-shaped gospel posture of Jesus. So whether you are 
a lighter skinned white person that is living in the United States of America? Are you counting others more significant than yourselves who are of a different ethnicity or race and vice versa? I think this works for those of us who are Latino or Asian or African-American. The point is that this passage of scripture is for those who want to follow the mindset of Jesus. And so let's all find our unity in this one simple idea that we want to follow Jesus who did not lean back and sit passive on the throne of heaven, but he came down, he got low, he leaned in to the troubles and the problems of this world. Jesus said in John chapter 17 that he, when he was praying to the Father before his own death, that he did not want his followers to be taken out of the world, to be left in the world. And that's what I mean by let's lean in to the things of this world. There are things that are going on that would be easy for us to just turn a blind eye, sweep it under the rug, act like nothing's going on, just continue going through our day, turn on our television and numb ourselves with entertainment. I say, let's take a posture of lean in. I, I almost want to say it this way too. Um, the knee-jerk reaction for some of us will be to leap and leap into action and quickly try and do something. And I want to suggest leaning as a posture instead of leaping because I would like for many of us to see that the best way for us as a community of Christ followers to see lasting fruit in our world is going to be when we take this mindset of Jesus, of humility, of letting us look not only to our own interests, but the interests of others. And we see that Jesus did that for us, and we want to follow his example. When that happens, we, we want it to be a forward, lower lean that lasts for a long time and not just a quick knee-jerk leap into action and say, oh, I'm going to post something on the internet real quick and uh, show my solidarity for those who are hurting. Uh, that, that could be a great leap into action and you should feel free to do actions like that. I'm encouraging us to take on a mindset a forward, lowing, lowering kind of lean that lasts for a long time. Two, three weeks from now, will you still be leaning in to the interests of others? Will you still care about the hurts and pains of those who have lost loved ones? Let's lean in. That's the posture. Two practices to maintain that posture for the long haul. listening, listening ears. I think that one of the best ways that we can serve one another with love is to listen. So if we're going to maintain a posture of caring for others and having them be more significant than ourselves, then the most important thing we can do for the long haul is develop the practice of asking good questions, shutting our mouths, and listening to the experiences of others so that we would be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry. This is what God has opened up for us. It's the very presence of God that he listens to us. 
It, the presence of God can be here on earth as it is in heaven by you and me being little Christ-like followers who listen like God listens. Think about all the times in the Bible that it encourages us with God's listening ear. First John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. He hears us. When we ask according to his will, he hears us. That hopefully should help us with a posture that the king on the throne bends down low and he turns his ear to the cries and the laments of the people on earth. He cares to hear. John 9, 31, we know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. God listens to worshipers. Matthew 21, 22, and whenever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Ask in prayer, you will receive. 1 Peter 3, 12, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Psalm 66, 17 to 20, I cried to him with my mouth and his praise was on my tongue. And if I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Hebrews 4, 16, let us then with confidence draw near to his throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Mark eleven twenty four. therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, it will be yours. Proverbs 15, 29, the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. I could go on and on. This is just a sampling of passages that are mixed all over the Bible, and hopefully the point is starting to ring in your own ear. Our God is a God who leans in and leans low from his throne to listen. What love. It is godly to listen. It is gospel power that allows God to listen. God has made the separated gap between man and and God bridged through the Lord Jesus Christ. I love that passage in Hebrews 4.16 that I read, that with confidence we can draw near to his throne of grace. So if we're going to take on a gospel-centered posture of leaning in, do you think that it would be appropriate then that one practice to take up over the next several weeks and months, if not your lifetime, is to listen to the people around you that are from different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different experiences from their job. This week I have had the opportunity to listen to people from different racial backgrounds. I spent time listening to a, a message from a Chicago pastor 
and hurt his heart about his concerns for the nation. I spent time listening to other people in our church who have different ethnic background than me and sat listening, asking questions. I spent time listening to people that are police officers. And I had an interesting conversation with a police officer that's been working here in Palatine and hearing the challenges and difficulties that it has been for him to be in his position, not just through COVID, but especially over the last week. I think it's good for us to listen. I think it displays love and godliness. So friends, let's not knee-jerk reaction for just this moment, but let's make a discipline. Let's challenge one another and encourage each other. And ultimately, let's have our hearts shaped and transformed by the grand story of Scripture that tells us that there's a God with all power and authority, infinite power, and he turns his ear And he wants to listen to your cares, your anxieties, your worries. Thirdly, let's maintain a posture of leaning in and leaning low and bowing low to one another by considering others more important than ourselves by lamenting. I've been picking up Matthew again as our church resumes our study through the gospel according to Matthew. And in Matthew chapter 23, Jesus gives some of the most intense words of curse. It's the section to the scribes and Pharisees where he says, woe to you. And I think sometimes we maybe miss out on how that chapter ends in chapter 23. Jesus is angry, I believe, indignant. I think there are several people that are on your social media feeds or in your friends and family circles that are angry with all that's going on. They could be angry at the police. They could be angry at the looting and rioting. There's all kinds of anger and hatred that is going on in our world right now. And there are many of you that might resonate with the intensity of the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 23 when he condemns in what seems, in my best reading of this passage, a righteous anger toward the injustice of the scribes and Pharisees who should have known better and are in positions of influence and authority and have abused it for their own benefit. And so if anyone feels like that might resonate with their soul today, then I want to make sure you don't miss out on how Jesus fulfills the the complexity of God's character and attributes in human form by not just blasting off in anger, but the chapter ends with Jesus' lament. He weeps, he cries, he hurts. The gospel of 
the Christian faith, the good news of the Bible is that we have a God who does not sit back on his throne, who does not create a world, start the processes like the old watchmaker analogy, and then lets it go and sits far off, distant. The God of the Bible leans in, leans low, comes down, and he weeps and he laments. Here's the words from Matthew 23. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing? See, your house is left to you desolate, for I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus is lamenting and revealing his desire to see the people that he is trying to reach reject him again and again. Some of us may resonate with that as well. Some people need to realize that Jesus knows what it's like to try to reach out and only get a hard heart and to be getting a deaf ear. And so this is his lament, and I encourage many of us who are in this season to take up the practice of lament, especially coupling it with the practice of prayer and fasting and make a meal or a day filled with the grief and sorrow. Um, This morning as I was contemplating these things and thinking about all that's gone on, there, there are just a number of images that have come across my computer screen in the news this week that lead me to weep. And my guess is that for many of you, there's a similar experience of grief, of anger, of indignant, righteous frustration. And I pray that it will lead us to lament. This is what we were talking about in our teaching series on the practice of prayer and the importance of lament. It's a pathway between our pain and the promises of God. We see the brokenness of the world and we know that God said that he will heal the world, but it is not yet healed. So how do we cling to that promise when we look around the world and we see the pain? And we talked in our teaching on lament, that lament is a path forward. It's a middle way between the promises of God that seem far off when the immediate right in front of us experience is so much pain. So pray with honesty how you feel. Pray transparently what it is that you are going through. Bring your laments to one another, to God, Know that he listens. Help one another in this time by listening to each other, listening to our laments. One specific practice might be to reach out to those that you might 
have in your family circles, your friendships, those in our community, those in our church, that you know might be especially going through a hard time dealing with this. And reach out to them with a simple text message. The number of people I've heard, I mentioned that I was listening to an African-American pastor that's here in the Chicago area share some of his thoughts. And he said that last week, somebody reached out to him and texted him. And because of quarantine, they couldn't give him a big hug or spend time with him and grieve with him. But they sent a text and just said, you were on my mind and heart and I'm praying for you. And he said it meant the world to him. It was such a thoughtful, loving, leaning into this situation and not leaning back and sitting passive. And I believe that these principles are going to hold true, whether it is acutely being felt right now during these situations that our country is going through and our greater Chicagoland community is going through. These principles are centered on the gospel itself and the character of God. And so that's why I say with confidence, regardless of our race or ethnicity, regardless of our backgrounds or what our positions politically are, I believe it's important for us to lean into the things that are going on in this world in a posture that makes us low, that considers others more important than ourselves. And we do that by asking questions and listening rather than rattling off our opinions. And then we do that by after listening, lamenting. That's, that's especially the thing I have felt is that when I lean in and I listen, it leads me to lament because the pain and hurts of so many people will lead us a lot of times to not know what else to do other than to bring it to the Lord. And for some of us, it will feel overwhelming and you'll feel like you need to have something important to say, some great counsel, and you wish, oh, I wish Pastor Phil were here, or I wish I had a, a counselor with me and know what to tell this person for how they should deal with their pain. And I want to strengthen each of you with the power of listening ears and lamenting prayers. It will do way more than might, you might think. So don't lean back, lean forward, lean in. Consider others more significant than yourselves. Let's do this in Jesus name. Let's pray. Our heavenly father, we want to come in the name of Jesus and pray for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to be the kind of Christ followers that will last for a long time as those who are committed to considering others more significant than ourselves and doing so with a simple practice of asking questions of how are you doing? How are the latest events affecting you? Listening well and then lamenting for whatever pains and sufferings and injustices are shared. Father, I want to pray for our church family and that these practices will create a posture of people that love one another and that we would be known by our love and that your spirit will move mightily through this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.